The Dallas Mavericks get a huge win over the Brooklyn Nets. Two high-profile people in the building, Dirk Nowitzki, George Bush. Man, big night beating the Brooklyn Nets. Both the Mavs and George get a dub. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Met by Green. Oh, beautiful drive. Brunson. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo! Man, what a good win. This was a good win. And, you know, the earth is round. It's not flat. So I was wondering it's if not. gravity if gravity affected the air ball layup. Ooh, it could have. You know what else could you know what else could have affected? The pH level of the air with the uh with the sage. <laughs> oh, I I don't even Kyrie is honestly one of the more fun dudes. That's probably not even the best grammar to use that. To watch, yeah. I mean, just, he is so fun to freaking watch play basketball. Even though he's like torching your team, he had forty five tonight. And I'm like, you could you could score sixty five, and I'd still watch it. I it's I, such a masochistic experience to watch Kyrie Irving just destroy your team, right? Like, oh, that was cool. Oh, dang, actually, wait, no, no, I still liked it. <laughs> I'm so intrigued with how, and I've been on this kick lately of how play, how we will look back on players, and I'm so intrigued with Kyrie because. Peak Kyrie at his offensive like peak is so high and it's so fun and it's so unstoppable. His finishing for his size and everything, but he's not going to have the all time numbers and all of that to be in the all time point guard conversation. No. So I just he is just a remarkable talent that I think will get overlooked a little bit historically for all the outside stuff of out of basketball. But his talent, man, offensively is. Unbelievable. If you dropped him in the early 2000s, he'd be like a legend, right? Like the early 2000s, we just had su- it was just such a kind of a slog, and it was owned by mostly these bigs like KG and Duncan and Dirk, and you just didn't have a ton of guards. And like Chauncey Billups was like winning Finals MVP, you know, Finals MVP. If you put yeah. Kyrie Irving in that era, you know, like he would be like one. He would probably lead the league in scoring. He would do you know all kinds of like Iverson. He would be like Iverson, right? Like I know. Has- I wonder if how similar to Iverson he will be viewed. Except you know he won. He obviously won the title and had a huge part. That's, you know, a, that's car- a separator. He, yeah, he carried LeBron to win that title. So to ha- <laughs> to hit that big shot and stuff uh, was was huge for his career. That you know AI just doesn't have. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be that would be the separator in their careers. I still think I don't know, man. Skill wise. I'm, we're not going to go into Allen Iverson versus Kyrie Irving, but Kyrie Irving is incredibly fun to watch. Like you said, 45 points, 17 of 31 from the field, seven of 13 from three, only hit four of his four or uh, only took four free throws, but hit all four of them. And man, he was just, he was crazy. He was hitting everything until the final last play. Basically he airballs a point blank layup. Just like, doesn't, it doesn't even hit the, it was so strange, so strange. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff to break down in this game. We'll get into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. All right, Isaac Harris, got something important to tell you. I'm ready. 
Vaxxed up, baby. Yes. Let's go. Let's go, Pfizer fam. <laughs> this girl is on Pfizer. <laughs> yes. I've been saying this a lot. <laughs> I just was excited about it. I wanted to tell everybody. And uh, the other thing I want to tell everybody is, man, we are getting so many people in our DMs just coming at us and saying, thank you for doing this podcast. I'm not trying to pat us on the back. I just am blown away by the amount of people that have come and said, I was in a tough time in my life. And your podcast was there for me. You know, I listened to this podcast with my dad and my dad has passed away. And so it reminds me of him like, holy yeah. cow, that just it blew me away. And I don't know where it came from. It just like all of a sudden, randomly, people started to, uh, you know, send us DMs recently. And so I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's done that. A lot of people said they didn't want to be mentioned and be anonymous. So, uh, yeah, thank you for, for telling us that. And we're happy that we can help in any single way. Uh, people are dealing with a lot of things that we want to help. Uh, in any way that we can but yeah i wanted to mention that and shout out to everybody that has reached out to us so all right let's get into this game and and know that we see each of those but and if like i'm going to reply we're going to reply at some point um some of you share some you know super deep stories and that's what we want and i i love that stuff and uh yeah just know that if we don't reply for a day or so we've seen it and we're going to uh, because we want to and we take uh, we take a lot of uh pride in talking to you guys and being beyond a sports podcast at times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now let's actually be a sports podcast. Uh, (laughs) Luka Doncic in this game, 24 points, 10 boards, 8 assists, 7 of 22 from the floor, which, you know, is bad and is terrible. The thing that stands out about that, he hit five threes in the first half. That means he hit two shots in the second half, and one of them, was basically the, the only one that mattered, right? It was the last kind of play there. He hit a dirt-type shot in the paint, a post-up. Don't tell Bill, Bill Simmons, but Luka did do a post-up, hit the shot, clutch shot over Kevin Durant. Those guys were guarding each other throughout this game, and that was just fascinating to watch because Durant is one of the best you know, uh, like type of players that, to guard Luka because of his length, because of just his foot speed, all that kind of stuff. And so he was doing that. And then Luca is kind of one of the best type of players to guard Durant because he's big. He can't get pushed. And, you know, he'll just stand his ground. And Durant's going to shoot over anybody, everybody anyway. Uh, so that was just really fascinating. Then it came down to the kind of that final play with about a minute left. The Mavericks go up by six. And then, of course, they make you sweat it out, right? <laughs> like they, yep. The Mavericks make you sweat out, but the Mavericks ended up winning the game. What did you think about the, the Luca uh, Durant matchup? Because Durant didn't do that that well either seven of 21 from the field 20 points nine boards three assists uh six of six from the line but only six free throws well i want to credit dorian a lot for guarding you know kd you know rick said after the game you know dorian got the defensive player of the game belt Uh, he got a lot of that durant assignment uh defensively now durant did guard luca a lot and i was kind of surprised you know from the beginning that you know know, normally it's like all right we're gonna put you know somebody else i guess they just don't have somebody else <laughs> you know if when bruce brown was in the game they you know they put bruce brown on him a few times uh but luca took him to the post you know on a lot of those possessions so or at least some of those possessions but yeah durant i thought durant's length gave luca a little bit of problems especially in the second half but they were both just like brick it was a brick fest for both <laughs> him and kd you know luca and kd in the set in the second half and uh yeah i thought it was great defense on from kd on luca and that he was like hey i'll, I'll take that assignment so yeah i 
a KD, he he looked a little, which I know he's still you know playing himself back, but for me, he looked a little tired, a little bit, a little rusty tonight. So I think it's a combination of Dorian. He he gets the credit for guarding him for sure, but I think there is also some shots that KD just he he's gonna make in you know a month from now. And this is very much a game that the Nets aren't necessarily going to get up for, right? The Mavericks definitely got up for this game. They were ready to go. You saw them come out with energy. You saw them come out and take a 10-point lead in the first quarter and win the first quarter, which another win after winning the first quarter, which is huge for this team. But you saw the Mavericks really step up to this game. Josh Richardson, I thought, had a really good first quarter. We, we'll probably talk about him a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, Josh Richardson had a good first quarter. Willie Colley Stein had a good first quarter. Hardaway came out hitting some shots, and uh, the Mavericks really stepped up for this one. And it makes me excited about the playoffs because they're going to get up for all those games. Yeah, it, the Nets should have got up for this game. We we have been talking about yeah. the standings in the East for you know a few days now on this podcast. It's like, man, whoever. And now, I mean, Milwaukee's what half game, a game back from Brooklyn. I mean, that's yeah. I've I've See, been thinking I don't this think whole they time. Care. I don't think that team cares at all. They should, man. Because I don't think they do. I think they're like, let's whatever the chips may fall, it'll come to us. And I think they have so much confidence in themselves and in that trio that they're like, all right, well, as soon as we get together, it's kind of like the Clippers last year in a in a different way. You know, as soon as we get together, as soon as we get all healthy, it's over for everybody else, and it doesn't matter who's in front of us. It seems like they have that kind of mentality because even Kyrie after the game, uh, we were listening in, and he said. You know, we just got to get, you know, together. It's just basketball. We're not going to make it overcomplicated. And, like, just that kind of mentality yeah. is uh, is really interesting to hear. Yeah. I, and, honestly, if I was them and I had those three guys, I'd be confident, too. I would still prefer to play uh, the Knicks or the Hawks in the second round than the slugfest you're going to have with Milwaukee. That's a third-eye-closed mentality, Isaac Harris. <laughs> Oh man, the East, the second round in the East is actually going to be fun this year. There's actually going to be some really good teams. Unless it's play. like Sixers and Hawks. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Whoever the two, three in the second round is going to be awesome. All right, coming on, let's dive into this game a little bit more. Break down how the Mavericks pulled this one off and won this game. Big contributions from a lot of the role players. We'll get into why some of those matter a lot. And then later in the show, Josh Green alert. Josh Green alert. We'll talk about Josh Green and more coming up. But before we do, Bet Online, the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can keep track of it at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. NBA still going on on betonline.ag. You can bet on games all the time there. Go check them out. Just go see what they have available. They also are starting to just put in a couple of things here and there. They had uh, title odds recently on there today. You have to keep checking, though. You have to keep going back and checking on these. Uh, so for tomorrow, Friday, if you guys listen to this on – or today, if you're listening to this on Friday, the Suns, a six-point uh, favorite over the Knicks. Hornets, a nine-point favorite at home over the Magic. Sixers, eight and a half point favorite over the Pelicans. I think I would take that Sixers, eight and a half points over the Pelicans. Pelicans cannot defend, mm-hmm. and the Sixers are just going to be, they're going to be ready for that game. So there you go. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus to first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. So, like we said, the Mavericks come out, and they were ready. They were up for this game, they got up. The Mavericks uh, scored 37 points in the first quarter. And the Nets defense, man, that's brutal. Especially if they're going to start Blake Griffin instead of Nick Claxton. And uh, I saw somebody tweet during the game. The Nets have, you know, when 
when uh, Nick Claxton plays, they have the defensive rating that's equivalent of the best in the NBA. And when they when they play anybody else, it's this 29th in the NBA defensive rating. Yeah. Uh, he's just a big difference maker. And when he's not in there, the Mavericks can just go to the rim. And they were hitting a bunch of threes, though, in the first quarter. They hit five threes in the first quarter. Tim hit two. Luka hit two. Richardson actually hit one. And, yeah, they had a, they just did really well in that first quarter, I thought. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, Harden obviously didn't play tonight. Shamit played. And, uh, Shamit started uh, in place of, you know, in place of Harden. So, I mean, really, the only spot in their starting starting unit they can change up is that center spot. So, if they don't put Claxton in there, they go with Blake. Then, yeah. So, I think they're going to have to go to Claxton at some point. But I don't want to focus on Brooklyn's problems because you know what? I think we're all rooting for them to lose at some point in the playoffs. So, are we? Uh, we all just want them to lose. I don't know. I I feel like a lot of people dislike them I feel because like it's a lot the of people just don't team. have opinions on them. Right? No, I feel it's like people like, don't like them. I still feel like people still don't like Durant. And now they have Harden. We know how people feel about Harden. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like the same vitriol as when like LeBron went to Miami. It's more like instead of like a, a being mad and angry, it's more like an eye roll. Ugh. This yeah. again? Like, oh, three guys again. Here we go. Uh and then our our friend All Things Mavs tweeted something out during the game. If this Nets team wins the title, will it be the most meaningless title ever? No. What does it change for anybody? I don't I don't know. A title's a ti- I mean a title's a title at this yeah, point. But, if but, everybody's uh, gonna but, like- but in the level of in the spectrum of titles that matter, like two thousand eleven Mavs and then you have like yeah. Kobe two thousand nine and then you have like the Pistons two thousand four, you know what I mean? But will this Nets one just be like Warriors two thousand you know what, eighteen or seventeen? I mean, the bronze 2016, like that one's up there. These, this one, it would be like, meh. I mean, it's just everybody who's had the same energy about the Miami super teams or any super team in the past of like, Oh, rings a ring. Then you got to have that same mindset for, for this team too. So yeah, I mean the Miami teams, the (laughs) Warriors teams, this Brooklyn team, people say that, but these titles do matter more. Dirk's title matters more. I'm going to hold on to that. I agree. (laughs) I think they do. Yeah. But I'm saying, I feel like there's a a good portion of people out there who still is like, ah, rings a ring. And it won't matter 10 years from now. I mean, it is a ring. It's, it, Still counts, yeah. right? It still shows up. Like if you count the rings and you just hit like if that's a number, boom, it is a number. But uh, it's I mean, like, it's, you try. I mean, you do it all the time with Bill Russell. It's like everybody wants to throw out Bill Russell's rings. You're like, yeah, he only played with 30 people in the league, and that's what I'm saying. They said they mean less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why. Yeah, it's like people. You can go back and, but I want to. I want to look at the second quarter because Luca had a stretch there in the second quarter that. I love seeing these moments early in Lucas' career that we can look back on. I I think it was a solo pod that I did last weekend to where I was like kind of halfway doing the um Luca my favorite Lucas moments in his career so far and I referenced the Houston, you know, run in his uh rookie season. And that will always stick out in my head. It's like Capella, just everything. I remember where I was at in the arena and setting and ev- that whole little run. It's like, man, I love those moments of the Holy crap, you're one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And we had a brief moment of that tonight again to where he hits those three threes in a row in the second quarter. He's going head to head with with KD Kyrie. They they could do nothing with him to stop him in that run. No. And that's the that's the, the moments you're like, ah, yes. We have Luca. I love this. 
it's absolutely insane to watch and just insane to see like you see Luca and Durant standing next to each other and if you said both of these guys are elite scorers or if you just told people like all right one of these guys is an elite scorer in the NBA <laughs> they're just so different physically and body yeah. body type and all that and the fact that they're both just incredible scorers is amazing and the NBA is just so cool right now with all the different types of guys I think I was I think it was Simmons and KOC were talking about and, and uh, our friend Jay Kyle Mann talking about this uh, that there's so many different types of guys like Jokic is such a crazy different guy Giannis is a different guy uh, you know like Luca, KD, there's just so many different like unicorn type players in the NBA. And Luca is one of those because he can take you to the post and then he can now step out and hit these threes. And he's been hitting them, man. He's been hitting these threes and it just changes everything. It changes. We talked about this so much, but it changes that dynamic of the floor for the Mavericks because then all of a sudden you have to step out on him. And when you step out on him, he's going to drive right past you. He doesn't have to get far. He, he just has to get two steps or three steps. And if he's three steps in front of you, all of a sudden you're stuck on his hip. A help defender has to come, and he throws a lob up to Dwight Powell or Willie Colley Stein or yeah. whoever is down there or KP, you know, whoever is down there. And that's just opens everything up. Or he'll do something wild. Like, uh, man, what was the what was the pass that he made to Dorian? Uh, oh, it was, it was in the fourth quarter with about six minutes mm, yeah. left. Uh, that play where he just gets past somebody, stops, and then just throws a crazy wild pass you don't expect because he knows Dorian's going to be in that exact spot up at the top of the key, and he threw it to him, and Dorian hit the three. It was just a wild pass, uh, and he opens all that stuff up with his passing. You know, there's just he's, there's only so many guys that can do the individual things that Luca can do, right? The scoring, you're like, all right, Durant can do that, but the passing, Durant can't do that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and it's the three level scoring that we've talked about in the pod. It's like, man, and he has three levels already. There's, we're, yeah, yeah, we're not waiting for the post game. Yeah, I, we're making I, fun of Bill Simmons, but yeah, he said he said Luca is three to four years away from a post game, and we're like, we've been talking about this all year. <laughs> Luca, yeah, brought the post game out. Now there is a, le- I think there is a level of like passing out of the post and stuff that I think he can get to another level and get better there, but he's already doing that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, that's the that's the card. I think Dallas will will pull off uh, or pull out a lot. And, you know, come playoff time, for clutch sure. moments, fourth quarter, uh, we'll, they'll put Luca down uh, in the post because he's had 115 possessions uh, in the post this year. He's at 1.078 points per possession. That's an 81st percentile in the league. It's very very good. So he is already very very good in the post. They're just kind of saving it. And, you know, compared to, you know, he has that those 115 possessions when I bet at this point Embiid's over 400. So uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's very efficient when he's in the post. But if I I mean, I would do the same thing if, you know, I was Rick. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to save this and uh, pull this out in the playoffs. But when he's scoring at you know, all three levels, that's what makes him so unstoppable. And, you know, he had those stretches in the first quarter, even the second half, the, the guys around him hit shots. It's, you know, Dorian and Tim Hardaway, you know, combined for 50% tonight from three. I think it was seven of 14 from three. And that's, that's big time. I don't know why that was funny. You said combined because they were each individually 50% from three, which it's true that together yeah. they're combined 50% from three. It's just funny the way that you numbers the way analytics, that you put, the way that you put it like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Luca absolutely, you know, he hit the final shot. He hit the final shot that the one that really mattered, uh, in a, in a clutch game. 
and he put the Mavericks ahead a little bit, and that's kind of what mattered. The defense, though, I think the defense stepped up a little bit. Uh, Kyrie's defense on his on his own airballed shot. Another yeah. thing I think Carlisle's going to throw out in a playoff series just once, and we can talk about this a little bit later, Josh Green and Dorian Finney-Smith. Just to throw them out there for a couple minutes, just to cause, just to wreak a little bit of havoc, because those two guys hustle their butts off, and yeah. they have long arms that can get into passing lanes and all kinds of stuff, and they're quick, and so they can get back and recover and all that kind. Of, even put even put Richardson and Green and Dorian, you're gonna have some offensive problems, but you can muck up stuff on defense just a little bit, and they did that in this game a couple times. I think it was more so in that third quarter that they really did that and then at the end of the second quarter when Josh Green was out there they're able to do that Josh Green just does he he makes one good play defensively every single time he's out there so far he only played eight minutes in this game and uh you know made two shots and uh had two steals he just makes defensive plays man yeah I see I mean he got his little stint you know we were saying the other day it's like all right what what will he get going forward and it's like hey I don't think he's gonna go back to DMP CDs I also don't think he's going to play 35 minutes a night. He got his eight minutes. It's like, I think that he's locked in to a six to eight to, you know, 10 minutes a night. And then depending on the matchup on that. Especially if we haven't said in this game, Porzingis out, Maxi Kleba out, and uh, JJ Redick not playing. Not not out for any reason, just not playing. And so if all three of those guys are going to not play and – uh, we also mentioned Boban didn't play in this game, and then uh, yeah, like you got to play somebody, right? DeAndre Dort- Jordan didn't play in this you game. You got to play some guys, some minutes. And so Josh Green is, and then Josh Richardson struggling in the in the you know second third quarter. Then all of a sudden you have to play somebody else, and so that's who Carlisle went with. That third quarter to start the third quarter, I was getting very very frustrated, and when Luca's not holding the ball. And the other guys on the court are trying to create for themselves. That's when I get frustrated the most. And they had a stretch there that was very um, frustrating. It was very frustrating, confusing, concerning. We'll break down that lineup in a little bit more coming up. But before we do, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. If you've listened to this podcast for any number of minutes, hours, weeks, months, you know about Built Bar. You've heard about it by now. But have you tried it yet? Have you tried a Built Bar? I had one today. They're delicious. Every single person on the network, and I talk to many. Uh, I have I wear many hats in this network, and I'm in several meetings. And at least somebody on the call is eating or has recently eaten a Built Bar at some point. Yes. And it's not just because they send them to us for free. It's because they're absolutely delicious. There's incredible flavors right now: cherry barcia, raspberry. The mint brownie is still incredible. Salt caramel, pretty good. Peanut butter brownie, pretty good. Double chocolate, pretty good. Uh, but the first ones are just absolutely incredible. So go check those out. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Not your first, your next. You can use that code as many times as you'd like. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. So you mentioned the offense without Luca. It, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> I think anytime... When Luca's on the floor or not, this is not something necessarily that you can track by. All right, how's the offense look when Luca's off the floor? Because it happens when Luca's on the floor too. You mentioned this. There's just a couple times in a row, and I think it was the end of the third. It was in the third quarter or or early fourth quarter, where just Josh Richardson is just doing some stuff, and you could tell in this game he was trying to come out and to have a revenge game, to have a comeback game. He was benched in the second half of the last game against Miami. And to you know to start the second half, and he 
tried to play out of his mind in the fourth quarter. He had a pretty good fourth quarter in that Miami game. And this game he came out and early, he actually played really well, I thought, in the first quarter. And then he tried to force some stuff later. You know how we used to talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. Just stay in your stay in your offensive lane, man. Like just stay into the type of shots that either Rick designs for you or Luca gets for you wide open. Like just stay in those shots or uh, dribble, you know, escape dribble and pull up a shot there, but don't just do these pull up like out of nowhere shots. And Richardson, I felt like was doing that, getting out of his offense, getting out of the Mavs offense. And it was just rough. Burke was doing kind of the same thing. Burke went zero for six from the field and Burke never passes. It feels like <laughs> And those two guys, I think are maybe the biggest culprits right now of just, and Brunson too. I think we can give Brunson some, some flack a little bit because he has a tendency to just put the ball on the ground and if he's going to the rim he's going to the rim and putting the ball up he's not necessarily kicking out I don't out blame or- I don't blame him as much because he's the only other guy who is you know the creator you know, outside of Luca on the team, so yeah. And when like Luca's he, on the floor, he plays differently. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, then that's now, why he's, it's a little more palatable than these other two. But yeah, I think those are the three like most uh, the most egregious examples of just wasting offensive possessions and just not trying to get a good shot and just settling for a shot. Yeah, and I think they fell in love a little bit there in the third quarter with trying to target the mismatch to where mm. you know there were times where Luca was just like standing off to the side because he had KD on him. And it's like, oh, Blake was switched off on Josh. And it's like, okay, throw it to Josh Richardson, take advantage of the Blake mismatch. Even though, I mean, slight mismatch, but I don't know if it's enough for Luca to just be chilling on the side, you know, for a couple possessions in a row. So that that was the thing that that worries me in, in the whole thing of like in an ideal world, we haven't there's another guy next to Luca that's creating a CJ McCollum type that counters the Damian Lillard type, you know, that type of that player that can create at the same time. So yeah, I mean, they won and let me, let me (laughs) ask you this question. True. 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 We talked about this the other day (laughs) and somebody asked us on locker room, join us for locker room on Thursday nights. We went live pregame before uh, this Nets game. Somebody asked, you know, basically the same question locker room. Do you like the fact that Dallas is the, is a team that beats the good teams, but, sucks against some of the bad teams or would it be vice versa you know how i feel i can't remember how you feel it's it would you rather be the mavs or the blazers right now because the blazers are doing this the blazers are destroying every team that's under 500 in the west and in any time any team that's above 500 in the west they struggle against they i don't know if they still have beaten a team that's above them in the standings uh they beat the mavs but mavs are below them at, at one point and so yeah, would you rather be that team and know that they have that they can get to a point and get to a level where they can beat some of these teams? Uh, the other thing is the Kings have also beaten a lot of really good teams too. They've beaten the Lakers twice, the Nuggets three times, the Mavericks three times. Like they've beaten the Celtics twice. This is a team that you know. It, so it's it's kind of just been a really weird season. It's sort of hard to. Uh, just take big sweeping. This is what your record is against under 500 teams. And this is what your record is against above 500 teams and make any big statement about any of it because you have to just dissect. You have to be. And this is the reason why everyone listening is listening to this podcast. We watch this team every single day. We know how to assess this team and know exactly what this Mavericks team is. And we still don't even know at times what this Mavericks team is, but you have to watch because you have to know the context of who's playing, who's on the court, what's happening and all that. And it's just so hard. It's so hard to know exactly what, 
you know, this team is. But I would rather have a, a team that can beat some of these top teams instead of one that just gets destroyed by them and then, you know, gets caught with their pants down against a, a you know, a team that isn't necessarily as good. That's fine. exactly that. That's what I would much, much rather be, you know, in Dallas's shoes that's finishing up the season, going into the playoffs, saying, look at the teams we beat this year. And just off the top of my head, without yeah. even looking at what's the your season, win pro like, Matt Moore of uh, you know Hardwood Praxium and Locked On Nuggets always says, "What's your what's your win profile look like? Can they beat these teams? Can they beat some of the top teams?" And you want your win profile to have some good stuff in it. What's your resume say? Yeah. Indeed.com. Use the promo code Locked On. I'm just kidding. I don't remember if that's the promo code. <laughs> By the way, Mavericks offensive rating in this game 109.7. Not good. That was not a good offensive game. That's why we're complaining about the offense a little bit. The, the Nets, the Nets with Kyrie and Durant playing in this game, 106.9 offensive rating. That's points per 100 possessions. It's terrible. Crazy. Dang. What a weird game. It was fun to watch, but it was a weird game. But, like, you look you look at some of the big wins this season. Just off the top of my head, I, I try to pull up the schedule, but I've seen a few games. But they just beat Brooklyn. They beat the Lakers. They they have that you know series. Yeah, the they, yep. yeah, they beat them twice. Not too long. Obviously, LeBron was not in that game, but still, they beat the Clippers once. They beat the Jazz, Jazz without Ke- without KP. Um, you know they they beat the Bucks last month in April. So yep, like you start stacking up some of these teams. Like all right, cool. I mean, just think of the Suns. I think they had a one point game against the Suns in February. It's like okay, they're. They're competing. I would much rather sit back and say, man, I beat the Nets. You know, I, I think they won the season series against the Nets, the Nets, the Lakers, beat the Clippers once, beat the Jazz once without KB. They beat- actually play the Nets one more time. And Oh, no, okay, no, yeah, okay. no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was tonight. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, I would, I would much rather they beat the nuggets, you know, before Murray and stuff went down. Mm -hmm. So I would much rather sit back and say, look at all these big wins that we have. We know we can beat these teams. And it's like, I know as a, for me as a person, personally, I would love to go into a series saying, I know we beat them. I know we can instead of, okay, well we beat, you know, we beat the Kings 20 times this season and we lost against all the good teams. Yeah. I you know deep down I know we can beat them but you haven't seen it and you haven't played a game with a game plan that worked against a really good team multiple times so that I would much rather be where Dallas is at right now. What you're saying is right. Would you rather say look what we're capable of or look what we've accomplished? Right? Yeah. It, it's one of those two things. And the great teams, the really good teams, even like you know the the Jazz and the Suns, those kind of teams, the tops in the West and the tops in the East, Sixers and you know Nets. They can say both. They can say, look what we've accomplished and look what we're capable of when everything's, when everything's together. The Mavericks are, are on the more pendulum of look what we're capable of in some of these games because they haven't accomplished the best record or anything like that. No. Yeah. Uh, Porzingis not playing in this game. He didn't play in the first Nets game. The Mavericks beat him both times. Uh, I thought that the, the, like, the Nets don't have anybody that will kill you down low necessarily. And they don't have anybody in the paint that's going to destroy. Don't be disrespecting DeAndre Jordan. He did not play in this game, so uh, either. Oh, oh, one thing I do want to mention before we go about this: Rick Carlisle drew up an incredible play with 34 seconds left uh, to use basically Luca as a decoy, and then they ran somebody over across an Iverson screen. I think it was uh, Hardaway Jr. And then they had Dwight Powell set a screen for Brunson, and then the handoff happened. 
as he was going, then the screen happened while he was going, when, when Brunson was going downhill. And basically, when the switch happens, when Harris catches up to Brunson, he's mm. already in his momentum. He's already in his momentum. And he got straight to the rim. There was nobody there because the Mavericks were five out. And Dwight Powell was really far away from the basket setting that screen. It was an incredible play. It was one of those where you just remember, oh, yeah, Rick's a good coach. <laughs> like sometimes you just need a little reminder every once in a while. Like, oh, yeah, Rick's a good coach. And I think. Uh, former host of this podcast, Jake Kemp said, Steve Nash is, was just a little bit in over his head against a really good coach tonight in uh, you know this this battle. So I just wanted to give Rick a shout out for that uh, because it was those two plays basically back to back. The one that I keep talking about with Kate with Luca and KD was guarding him. He hits the little Dirk, uh, you know, post shot, and then the Mavericks go up 108 to 102, and then that with 34 seconds left, the Mavericks hit that shot Brunson hits the layup off of that out of timeout play and it's 110 to 104 with 34 seconds left. And I thought that was like pretty much what, what ended the game for the Mavericks. Yeah, that was a beautiful play when it happened. You're like, yes, that was there Rick it is. Carlisle. There it w- is. Wizardry right there. That that's a play that makes you think, would you rather have Rick Carlisle or would you rather have the best player in the world or a player? I know. It's like, <laughs> Brad Stevens, if you could start or, a franchise right now, would you rather have Rick Carlisle, Brad Stevens, or, or Rudy Gobert? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chris Mannix. Anything else from this game? Anything else? To stick? I mean, we talked about Dorian briefly. Three of six from three. Like, is this guy ever going to stop? Like, please don't stop till the yeah. end of the season. There's only a couple weeks left, man. Don't. If you want to bash Dorian Finney-Smith, then just don't follow me on Twitter. I can't handle it. I love he, Dodo. I'll, I'll fight for him till I die. I, I know that he's not the, the best off the dribble, but there are some off the dribble plays in this game. I thought that he was really good. He got fouled, went to the line, and you know finished some plays. He was great, man. I thought that he was really, really good. He played 38 minutes. Carlisle said he just couldn't take him off the floor because of just how well he was playing. Him and Josh yes. Green together I thought were good. Do, do we know why? This is probably a question for the, tomorrow next week, but why is J.J. Redick not playing? Did they just think that the – my thought was – they think that the Nets would just target him over and over again. But at that point, I was like, Kyrie already had 40 points. Like, what are they going to do? Put, you know, switch KD onto him, I guess. But why is JJ Redick not playing? I, I, mean, I think I, I would rather have him in this game than Burke. But I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not reading too much into it. He just played the, you know, he played the other night, and I, I just took it as okay. Just he's just not going to play. Get some rest. Yeah, but on is the it is a it, bit? is it injury wise? Is it age wise? Is it merit is it play is it scheme is it matchups you know what i mean like what is what's the answer i don't know if we've gotten a real one about why reddick's not playing no no well i wouldn't say he's not playing i mean he played he the did other not night. play in this game yeah he didn't play in this game i would so say if that's my, he goes that's my the question. next like, why didn't he play in this game <laughs> i'd say if he goes the next like three or four games and he's and it's no, not injury wise stuff i i think then i'm like oh okay is he just not gonna play or I don't expect that. I think he's going to play. Yeah, but why didn't he play in this game? Would you like to text Rick Carlisle? I would like to. (laughs) Against Miami, he played six minutes. He played 14 against Sacramento. He was inactive against Washington. Uh, 11 minutes against Detroit. Seven minutes against Golden State. Uh, Did not play, so not inactive, but did not play in that first Sacramento loss. And then he played 20 minutes against the Lakers. 11 minutes, 12, 4. Like, I don't know. He's just he hasn't really seemed to find his They're his fit in the, the rotation playoffs. as much as I guess so. I mean, sure, <laughs> go for it. No, I mean we honestly could see him, you know, be used kind of like JJ Barea. You know, we could see that. 
to where it's like, hey, if some offense is just not working, let's put JJ in and run him off some screens and try to hit some shots. You know, it was not working in this game. <laughs> offense. The offense. Hundred. Did I tell That's you why they, they put Josh Green in? Did I tell you they had hundred nine offensive rating? <laughs> this game still one got the win Mavericks will stay in fifth which is something we're watching every single night we're recording this during the Lakers Clippers game so not much to go Clippers uh, Clippers are destroying them by the way it's like 20 points at halftime let's go so if the if the Lakers do lose then all of a sudden the Mavericks will be a game ahead of the Lakers and then the Clippers will move ahead of the Nuggets I believe, nice. yeah. The Nuggets aren't playing tonight. Nope. Yeah. So, the, so then that would be Mavericks Nuggets, which I was. Uh, I'm going on. I'm going to be hosting Lockdown NBA with Adam Mares now on Fridays, and it, I was following Congratulations, him. Congratulations, Nick! Stop. And looks like it looks like Nuggets fans want the Mavericks. So that's pretty interesting too. What's the? I mean, I can understand them wanting the Mavericks over like a healthy the Lakers, Lakers, right? Like that's that's their. But if you're wanting the Mavericks over options. the Blazers, then. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I welcome yeah. that. Anyway, there you go. Guys, we will be back. Uh, hopefully, okay, I just got my second shot, so hopefully I'll be okay to do the post game against the Cavs either way. So hopefully I'll do that. But if not, we'll uh, catch you guys on Monday. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. And now, your moment of sin. Played by Durant. Doncic. And the paint. Doncic hits.